Hello, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to the Q&R Code. This is your co-host, Quinn. And this is your other co-host, Riley. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for being here to everyone and to you, Rai, when I know you're not feeling the best physically right now. Yeah, I'm trying to muster and bring my energy, but I'm just going to keep it for real with everyone that some days the energy is not there. A little cold is nipping at me. I'm trying to fight it before it becomes more full-fledged, but just hate that feeling, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel in your throat that you're like, oh no, it's the beginning of a little hot something in there. Do you get that, Quinn? I I feel like I usually start feeling symptoms where I know the next day I'm not going to wake up at my 100%. And it is the season for that, but we're pushing through. It it is the season, and that does really irk me because to me, I'm like, Okay, it's one thing to be sick during the day. Like, that's enough punishment. The feeling of just having your typical flu-like cold is so, so uncomfortable and miserable and bad. And then the fact that it affects your sleep, I'm like, that is just not okay. Like, that is taking a step too far. And everyone in the world deserves a good night's sleep. And obviously, like, especially when you need it the most, that's when you need it most. Exactly. And of course, I know there are things way more serious than having a cold. Obviously, I'm just joking around. I know there are more serious things, but in in this moment of sarcasm, can we be for real and say, like, a cold, a bad cold? in the moment feels as bad as life could get like being deep in sickness of like ear nose throat stomach head pain like i remember as a kid when i had really bad colds like that i was like this is the bravest i'm ever gonna have to be and like it's a miracle i'm getting through the day today yeah there were we were very existential as kids and also would catastrophize and there were times that i was sick where i would literally be like i don't think that i can grow up and be an adult because this is too much like this is the most i can handle and i know my parents are like yeah it doesn't get easier than being a kid then i'm like okay then adulthood is not for me like i can't take it i'm already miserable off the roster (laughs) yeah um but yes, it is. There's nothing like being sick to make you grateful for your health. But definitely still my red flag is that if a man is sick and he's like, oh, I just feel miserable. I'm like, oh my gosh, it must be so bad. I can't imagine how horrible you feel. And I always think that they have like only slightly a runny nose and don't actually feel that bad. Even though when I'm sick, I absolutely hate it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, do you need me to buy you a box of saltines? What What do you need? Grow up. There's a cough drop on the couch. You can have that. I will say, though, Brayden is like 
the least complainy guy that I've ever met about sickness. Like he, when he has a cold and I want to show up and care for him, he does not pretty much hardly ever in our relationship has he really needed to be like cared for when he's sick and he handles it really well. Whereas I do want you to make me some little noodle soup and put on a movie and tell yeah. me it's going to be okay. <laughs> I want that on a good day. I definitely want that on a day when I'm needing the extra push to, you know, keep my mind right. Because when you're sick, there's nothing like the mental battle too of being like, no, I literally am going to make it happen to live to see tomorrow. And I just have to be so brave. But again, that really just does make me think about how actually genuinely brave people are that have a way more serious condition or illness or terminal illness like that is why we say cancer's a bitch because like actually going through something like that is such a different story we can't even begin to get into and it just actually does when I have a cold make me so grateful for like how healthy my body is and I always say like I'm gonna remember next time when I'm feeling good to like take every moment and never take it for granted and I would say we do a pretty good job about appreciating our health but any anyway right I'm just sending those good healing vibes have have so much vitamin C and water and some elderberry syrup. You've got this. Yeah, I just go for the classic hydration route, have my beverages going, and I'm having a little ginger, lemon, honey, hot water concoction. That always is nice and soothing, but it also does make you have so much respect not only for moms but teachers like Quinn do you remember when mom was a teacher and if she were first of all she almost never would like take off a day from school and call in sick but if she was really down bad and she had to write like a full day's lesson plans and find a sub and everything while you're feeling sick plus care for her four children and dog you're not even getting to rest and get better and then it's like she would only take one day off and the next day go back to school and yeah. that is just so rough even meeting roger's needs today i was like i know you want me to come with the energy buddy and i want to do that for you but today is just not yeah not gonna be quite as fun as it usually is yeah, and, you know, he can, I'm sure he can sense that with you and understand. And also, I do think that that's one of my takeaways from COVID is, like, be considerate of how you're moving through the world and life. And, like, can 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 you please just wash your hands like more often because i wash my hands all the time like as a tattoo artist that's just part of the deal like constantly washing hands and i do think that that's just a decent thing to do is like as often as you can when you're involved in public spaces if you've blown your nose like 
take a little trip to the bathroom, wash your hands. If you must do a little hand sanny, you know, go for it. But it just is nice and considerate to try and minimize exposure for other people when you can, because it just is inconvenient. Not only is it obviously not fun to be sick, it's really can mess up the schedule and sometimes you get sick. It's inevitable, whatever. But I think we can take our, you know, take a little suggestion from Miss Pandemic and try to cough into our elbows and wash our hands when we're not feeling well. Yeah. And in That's general. What I was going to say is I absolutely hate when you see a sneeze or cough directly into the hand. I'm just like, why? Why do you do that? It's worse for you and everyone. Yeah. And less no. effective than bringing that elbow straight up to the nosy. Um, but what I was thinking when you were saying about how you appreciate your health, and I definitely do. Being sick puts perspective on that. But that reminded me of something I wanted to talk to you about today because I had never seen the show Survivor. But this week, when I was feeling like I just wanted to put on something that I wasn't really going to pay as much attention to, I know. I know, guys. I was saying, oh, my productivity, not just having shows running in the background. Well, guess what? This week was not on the money the way I was hoping for it to be. That's okay. I'm giving myself grace about that. But I did try watching Survivor because I know a lot of people love it. I watched a super old yeah. season. It was season two. So like the video quality was so bad. It was so funny. But something that was people that would say on JP? there. No, I or don't no. think so. No, I'm trying to, I've Ro only ever watched Roger one, one season. And Elizabeth, do you remember the, Roger? Because I think if you don't, then you probably no, haven't seen I feel season. like I would have remembered. Yeah, no. Um, but they are like, I will never take this stuff for granted again. And I'm like, yeah, maybe for a little while, but you're going to get back into the rhythm of your life, living how you did in that two weeks of you being on a game show. I don't really think now every time you have a sip of running water, you're going to be like, gosh, I'm just so grateful. And that's fine. That's not that's even me being critical nectar. of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that to be like, no, you won't. It's just funny because you really don't. That's just not how like our memory works and we do take things for granted and we don't have to be super hard on ourselves about it. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And I feel like that's also just adapting that we are good adapters to our environment. You know, like I think humans, we also, our brains only work, they only fire so much. Like there's so much going on in our brains that the little the little things with the nuance or what seems like mundane, sometimes we can't have everything be a big idea in our brain or else there just wouldn't be space for like all the stuff right in front of us happening right then. Yeah. Um, we need room for the problems that we create for ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what I was thinking about on Survivor, Quinn? This episode was, or this season is in the Australian Outback. And I don't know where their others are. It seems like usually it's more of a jungly setting. But are they provided sunscreen? Because they are out 
I know that it's supposed to be like paring things down. They don't get supplies. They have to like fend for themselves. But that I was just thinking this is actually messed up if these people are all out in the sun constantly for I think it's like 32 days or maybe 42. Like it's a little bit over a month. And everyone's wearing like their survivor bandana as a tube top and some shorts or bikini bottoms. And all I'm thinking about is the atrocious sun damage that they're suffering. And not only is that bad for you long term, but that could lead to like such quick, immediate like complications. Yeah, I certainly think of that too, which is why I would also never do something even of the sort of Love Island. Like, they just spend so much time out in the sun. I, whenever I'm doing anything like that, like, you would see the sunscreen bottle in the shot for sure. Like, it's coming out with me. I'm reapplying every two hours. Um, I would be wearing a UPF 50 sun hoodie plus sun pants. Everyone would be like, wow, I'm I'm not into this girl. I don't care. I'm going to have the hat with the like neck gator. The lack of color hat. Like big, huge brim. I, what I wear in the summer is long linen pants a long sleeve button-up collared shirt that I will literally, yes, flip the collar on if I need some extra sun protection on the back of my neck, and a big brimmed sun hat, and I'm sunscreened underneath all of that. So, yeah, you can count on not seeing me on that show, but I've worried the same thing. But I think some people like it because they, like, go on those shows and know that they're coming back, like, with a tan. Wow. Well, there was on this season only one guy that had a wide-brimmed hat, and then a couple people wore baseball caps, but most people just didn't all day. And I'm like, that doesn't hurt your eyes, doesn't hurt your face. Like, I, I just couldn't believe it. I think they get to bring a personal item, and I don't know what the boundaries are on what they're allowed to bring or not, but I was thinking that mine would 100% have to involve sun protection in a full body way (laughs) yes oh my gosh i would definitely do one of those ginormous like straw beach hats because you know there's the typical straw like brimmed beach hat that comes out i don't know six to eight inches no one of those ones that's been shot on the cover of vogue and stuff because it's so literally so ginormous that's what i'm talking about like i wear where when you it's like wingspan length when you put your arms out to the side that's what i would want and this show is just cracking me up because it's like so high stakes like the drama in it and stuff and i get that it is a high stakes situation but i'm also like it is funny that culturally we like put people in those situations and then it's like high stakes but also they're playing games like for challenges where they have to do some such silly stuff but then it's also like but it's like serious survival and there are definitely some also like problematic elements of that show that (laughs) you can tell but i will say i did become invested and i did enjoy it and also serious stuff happens like this guy inhaled smoke while he was blowing into the fire fell forward into the fire hands first 
completely, Quinn. Like, he passed out because of smoke inhalation, so he fell forward, and he absolutely roasted his hands and arms, and they, like, threw him in the river. Medics came, and his hands, when he got in the water, sorry, this is graphic. I should have given a content warning beforehand, but his the full-on layers of skin were just peeling off of his hands. It just looked like a bunch of, like, snake-shedded layers of his hands in the river. He got removed, and he couldn't continue on in the competition, but I was like, damn, that... Wow. Okay. That's horrible. That's really, really sad. I mean, just thinking about people that have been burned in different like fires and natural disasters i cannot imagine like the pain and the healing from that but i did want to do a little recap sorry i didn't want to interrupt i was just saying that for your hands the way that you want them to move it's just i know how painful that would be and i was very sorry to see that happen um but the the show did update everyone that he had a full recovery and it's all good so don't worry too much about it (laughs) nice i'm glad yeah that's that's really rough but i wanted to do a recap of selling sunset since i know since we share the same netflix that you got right on top of that when it released so let's talk about it Let's talk about a completely different style of reality show. This is like the opposite where on Selling Sunset, people are just living in such opulence. These homes that you see, some are really cool and beautiful, but I am also just someone that doesn't like excess just for excess's sake. I don't need like a car to be flashy or a flashy home i want my home to be cool that makes me really happy but mostly for things that that are super functional that i like i love design and i love architecture and interior design but you know what i'm talking about where these homes some of them have 35 car garages and multiple pools and it's just the the extra stuff just for the sake of being extra and it's a little wild to think like how high the desire is for some people to want to live like that well i also think when you're in immersed in a space like la in general that is obviously a place where it's very easy to fall into a different mindset in terms of the way people live and what life can look like because it's all around you like you know even like we've talked about with seeing faces that look so different because plastic surgery is so common there and that type of thing like seeing way less what looks like visible aging but i mean these it feels like they're fighting for their lives at all times but in a different way because it's such serious drama all the time i mean i love getting to see the outfits and i love like i just love looking at homes in general it is a little like i mean it's clearly extremely over the top but i have just crossed my fingers for many seasons i'm like they've got to be just doing a rent the runway situation or something because you know they're always coming 
with a new look, a new outfit, every single different spot, not even episode, like obviously for all of the different occasions, but then seeing Chriselle's closet, I'm sure she still doesn't own everything that she wears, but I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, looking at I that know. closet. So you Which, saw the of whole course, that is that is fun and that is like special. Like imagine going into someone's closet and it's just like, oh, all the gleaming shoes and everything. But like, can you imagine having that many like hundreds of pairs of shoes to make the decision of what you're wearing every day? No. And I just am someone that genuinely believes that having like enough to a certain point is fun and makes you feel good but having things in excess i think makes you just more stressed and feel worse like people that have that much stuff like that will have full-on storage units full of their extra stuff that they never even go in and see or they have warehouses i know we're not talking about someone on the scale of kim kardashian but she has multiple warehouses full of her stuff because she just doesn't want to let yeah. go or get rid of it and i am like that makes me so stressed to consider i already have a a i was gonna say a tiny closet I do physically have a tiny closet. The amount of clothes I have is definitely more than like a tiny amount, but I wouldn't say it's in abundance compared to what a lot of people have. But even then I'm constantly having the desire to make sure I like weed out the things that I don't think about or reach for very often because it feels like clutter in my life to have extra stuff that I don't really care to reach for and care to use. Maybe because they're never outfitting repeating on that show. They are using all that stuff. Yeah. But And she has a closet where she can see it. I think when you can see your things, you're way more likely to use them. But to think of stuff just like accumulating, that to me, I'm like, I feel like that's creating problems for yourself that you could avoid. I've thought of this too, like in the space of influencing, I don't know the details of how all of that works because I know to a degree you can like say what you want and what you don't want. Like, I think you can say yes, like sign me up for this PR list or no for this, but I don't know how specific you can be and like watching influencers do an unboxing or even them just hearing oh yeah i get at least like 10 packages a day I, i'm like oh that would be so stressful to me to have that amount of excess coming into my home to have to parse through and i guess that could come off as ungrateful but it's not when it's people that aren't in need of that stuff i'm like I would just so much rather have that stuff going to people who need it. And of course it's fun. Like, I don't know if a brand could send you one thing, I'm sure that's really fun and special to be gifted in that way. But also it's kind of a bummer the way we've structured that with the marketing with influencing where 
I think we could do it just so much more few and far between than what I see on some people's pages, how often and in such abundance they're being gifted that it's like, uh, it's just that kind of gross capitalistic feeling where it's like, oh my gosh, how can we escape this cycle, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that's on the influencer that's something that came up on the show where on selling sunset they were like well you make your money through instagram i'm like great make your money how you you do i'm not going to be like oh that's so embarrassing that she makes money from real estate and instagram it's like no of course you're, if you're on a reality show and you're gaining followers that makes sense that you would have multiple yeah. streams of income but something that I've heard at least one influencer talk about, and I think another one, that they're like smaller anyways. I don't know how much they get sent compared to someone that has millions of followers, but they said now because they're big enough or they have a management team, they will like choose what they accept. So brands say, can I send you something? And you either get to, like you said, pick it out and say, this is what I want, or just say, politely decline. No, thank you. I don't want to receive that because they were saying it was like a problematic mm. thing for them, especially because they were receiving from makeup companies like an entire line of foundation. And they're like, I'm not a makeup influencer where I'm reviewing these products and I want to like touch the different um, tones and whatever. I, I'm just using it for personal use and I don't want to have 20 bottles of foundation that I'm never going to use. It just feels yeah. silly so i think hopefully we will start to turn more are, towards asking yeah and i know people are then doing giveaways and stuff which is great obviously but yeah i mean it's not it's not a hundred percent on the influencer but i think that you know influencers people that are in the industry can definitely still advocate for hey like this is this is so much stuff. We don't need to be doing that. You know, I think there's just yeah. like in any space from within, there should be people who have the most knowledge about that thing in particular, be advocating for the right way to do things. I agree. And I also think that a lot of people still do hauls in a way of like, from nasty gal or whatever fast fashion company and doing a haul of 40 items that just nobody needs to be purchasing things in that way and yeah. we're not actually being really deliberate with what we're buying and i think that's so important to be really selective and buy in moderation because we know the impact that that has on not only the planet but other people I think that people and planet are like entwined and I don't like the necessarily the separation, but it is like not ethical practices at these places that an average person could afford to buy like that. And I love that brands like Jerf Avenue, that is more of an investment piece. So people tend to buy less. I've seen some hauls on, um, Instagram, they're uploaded from TikTok, but whatever, where they'll say like Jerf Avenue Hall, so you still get to do something fun like an unboxing, but they bought one or two pieces. I think 
that's yeah. so refreshing and it's such a like more conscientious way to move about the world and you end up with two pieces that you really love and you're going to get a bunch of use out of and it's not just throwing 28 things into your closet that you're going to forget about and maybe use for one party it's something that you're going to reach for all the time yeah and i this has always been something that sat like a little funny with me is even the accessibility of knowing where everything comes from, which there are lots of good things about that to first of all, hold people accountable. And also if you are getting something from a brand like Jerf Avenue that is sustainably and ethically made, that's great to spread the wealth of knowledge there. But I've thought about that, for example, with jewelry that like influencers can often and this, this is not a hate thing about influencers. It's literally just talking about the culture of this. But, you know, being able to tag, oh, where every ring is from. And then if they can't tag something because it was vintage or something that there are some people that feel frustrated, like, ugh, I wanted that. And why are you showing it if I can't get it? But that seems so transactional and, like, funky to me because... For me, almost all of my jewelry was made by a small independent artist that does, you know, metal work that I've I've got at art fairs and I'm so lucky we have access to really incredible art fairs and things of the sort because of the community that we're from that are, you know, really actually beautiful, high quality things um and they aren't typically at a super affordable price point. It is stuff that I will specifically like, since I was young, I would do work to save for those specific things knowing, okay, the art fair is coming up. I'm going to want to have $200 saved to buy these couple of rings or something like that, you know? And so I've thought about if I was in more of an influencing position, I'm like, oh, most of my stuff is not where you can't tag like a brand in in the case of, for me specifically, like jewelry. And I've seen, I don't know if you've seen since you haven't been on TikTok, but Emma Chamberlain is getting a lot of flack for her podcast right now. And I think it's so vulnerable to put yourself out there and do something like a podcast. So part of me, like I really feel for her because even though this is considered a long form like way of consuming or putting out media, I have felt many times on our podcast like, oh my gosh, I didn't say everything I think or everything I meant to say about that. And I will reflect like, wow, did that come off like it was not thoughtful and I didn't fully arrive at what I was intending to say, but it's easy to be hard on ourselves when, you know, people can't know a hundred percent of what you think, even in the sen- in a space like a podcast. So I do feel for her and what people are saying is just kind of that she's lacking a little bit of well-roundedness and, um, you know, she has a very 
different and kind of privileged perspective where she likes to speak on things as if she is relatable where actually she hasn't really had any adult years of her life that have been considered like normal or average because she has such a big platform and in one of her podcasts this is such a little thing and it really isn't a criticism on her again this is way more just about the overall like capitalism and the consumerist mentality that we have but in an episode about fashion she was talking about like i she likes to wear either a hundred percent silver jewelry or a hundred percent gold jewelry with her looks because she's like to me like mixing metals i don't know i don't think that that gives like as as clean and um dope of a look basically and i was just thinking about it and i'm like oh i just i couldn't do an all gold look because like my staple pieces are silver or white gold and i just can't afford to have like those pieces also in gold you know what i mean and it's not to say you shouldn't i would love like as i become more successful financially i would love to add some more variety of jewelry into my collection because it's something i've been passionate about since i was six years old i love jewelry but it can be easy when we're consuming stuff from people who are so involved in a this culture of consumerism whether it's intentionally or not to be like oh wow you have like a full set of all white gold and all gold jewelry to pair with your looks and that was kind of you talking about an attainable way to style yourself you know yeah well i don't know anything about the talk that's been going on with her podcast because it's like i'm pretty sure the third most listened to podcast after the joe rogan experience and call her daddy so obviously she has a big listenership and i think that there's bound to be criticism of anyone that reaches that sort of scale even when you're doing something that has a very limited scale you'll receive criticism that's part of putting yourself out there and i don't know specifically what people are getting into but i think sometimes what it sounds like maybe is going on is people are frustrated that her perspective isn't like theirs and i think that we all only have the experience that we come from so even if it's not relatable to you that is her experience and that's her podcast and she's talking about her opinion so i feel like i get it and i get how it can be frustrating when all the media that is popular that we get access to it can be like well this isn't someone that i can really relate to they have such a different experience than me but i can't really fault her for that being her her reality and just like with 
Kylie Jenner. You can talk about, oh, she is so unrelatable with the Kardashians and the Jenners. And when she posts, even if she like posts something that looks casual, I think it's staged and it's not relatable to me. I'm like, yeah, that that makes sense that it's not. That's not the way most people live and that she's not a super relatable person in that way. And if she tried to like cash it down for people, then people would have criticisms about that because they're like, we know that's not what your actual vibe is and stuff. So sometimes it's a little bit damned if you do and damned if you don't when you put yourself out there because you want to be genuine and you want to be authentic to who you are. But then people are upset because they feel like you're privileged and you're coming from that vantage point. And I think it's just about acknowledging, yeah, I do have that vantage point and I have certain advantages over certain people. And there are certain things that you and I could chill and we'd be totally able to relate about and we could have a friendship and be able to get past that. So I can see that. I don't know if there was something truly like problematic that went on on her show or not. So I'm not trying to say that people are invalid for feeling that way. But when you just get on here to do a podcast and are talking, you're not of ever, of course, going to be able to fully articulate all of your feelings on an issue because that's just not realistic, especially when I don't even know how I feel totally about everything. I can tell you what my intuition is about something, but it's not like feasible to be like, yep. And that's it. That's like totally, I perfectly captured everything that I feel and that I mean on this topic. Yeah. You just can't tie everything with a bow. You know, we have so many continuing and developing thoughts and feelings about stuff and um that is where i think we can all acknowledge that the internet can feel like a big space for community and also can be very daunting and sometimes scary and dangerous because people can just get on board or off board with people so quickly kind of with the flip of a switch but i did want to talk a little more selling sunset because I I don't know. I It's so funny. I would be terrible at doing a reality recap, like full-on podcast, because I don't ever want to just be like, oh, this person is terrible or whatever. But I'm glad because last season, I feel like Chriselle, it came in very strong with like wanting to speak up for herself, which... I'm glad that she wants to be better at that, but it kind of came off like just actually being a brat and toxic and mean when I had really liked her in previous seasons. But I'm glad that this season it felt like she has grown, you know, a bit and is still kind of trying to iron out the bumps with some some stuff, but I was glad that felt a little mellower, but boy, was it still a season of like a lot of, a lot of tension and drama, but I thought it was maybe more enjoyable than last season because last season was such 
tense every moment being like something bad happening that I felt like this season it was like oh people are actually kind of in most in many cases trying to like bridge gaps in relationships and stuff like that but it cracked me up about jason like the new office i'm like literally of course like a boy like him being like when a recession is on the way spending like millions or however much money and him to his real estate agents being like you guys need to pick up the pace because we need a air hockey table or whatever the heck it's called yeah. I, you know like oh i my just thought gosh. it was so funny just that he was like pad. yeah and he was like you guys wanted a bigger space and a better office and i'm like did anybody say they wanted that because it seemed like you surprised everyone with the office and then we're like well this is what you wanted so yeah you better so maybe back for it like we spent um, seventy thousand dollars on that like state art statement piece around the bench whatever (laughs) i know i also thought i'm not of course again i've always feel the need to acknowledge that i don't i'm not under the impression that you get the full picture of all these relationships and their lives from a total of whatever six hours that you see on a season of a show but i I could agree with Chriselle in the sense that Jason, anyone that hasn't seen the show, this is very brief. Jason and Chriselle used to be together. Now they're exes and he's dating someone named Mary Lou. And he was, Jason's like, I just wish that you guys could be friends. And Chriselle's like, I don't want to be her friend. And Mary Lou's like, yeah i just want to be friends with her like i don't know what her problem is with me but does she really acts like a mean girl like she doesn't want to say hi to me and things and i don't know maybe she is avoiding her but at the same time i'm like that to me is fine if chrishell does that yeah she's like yeah i'm not so hot on your new girlfriend that you're with my ex and it's kind of awkward to even navigate a friendship with them anyway like i don't want to be friends i'm not trying to hang out i'm not interested i feel like that is totally appropriate and people shouldn't be like oh yeah that's that's being a mean girl she's like no this is a boundary i don't want to be friends with you and it's not about you i don't think you're a horrible girl i just don't need to be friends i just work here yeah and i also think that with the stay in cabo like i definitely understand why people would feel a little bummed and butthurt like that chrishell and emma didn't stay at the house that they had rented because of course when you're in a group like and then other people branch off it's kind of like dang i just want us to all be in the group so it's not feeling like anyone's kind of left behind for anything and it i i do think in a group setting like that it just kind of feels like the more the merrier so it can be a little like dang it why aren't they with us when i i thought we were all doing this together and enjoying this dope house like all together but then i also do understand needing a little space when you're on a work trip and being like 
No, the thing I can do to set myself up best is have some space and kind of do my own thing. But I don't know that whole to the dinner and everything. I'm just glad that Amanda and Chriselle figured it out and ended up making up because to me, it's one of those things where it's like, there are friends that you can have disagreements with, even if it's kind of like a big blow up one time, like, oh no, big feelings. I'm upset. And I am maybe not acting with my best foot forward because I'm so, so upset right now. But to me, when you have a friend that you're like, no, this is, I know my good, good friend, like a best friend, you don't just drop things over those moments. And I mean, I think there's a degree where you can decide if something is truly so hurtful that you can't come back from it. But I just didn't think with that situation that it was. And I feel like I'm so glad they just were like, okay, we obviously love each other. Let's move on because it's so silly to let a genuine connection and friendship be, you know, tainted by drama that happens on a TV screen. Yeah, I was also curious if Amanda got to do that job anymore or not. I don't think they clarified if she gets to continue that work on the project that Chriselle, or I guess yeah. technically not Chriselle, but that G had fired her from. Because I could yeah. see how that would be pretty hurtful where you're like, okay, we had a disagreement, and but now you don't want to just like see through this project that we're doing. And then that like... Chriselle's like, well, G is uncomfortable. And I'm just kind of like, what? Why? I don't know. Like, of course, Sean will take my side with stuff with friendships. But at the same time, kind of what I love about Sean or one of the things I can really appreciate is that when there's a petty situation where he knows he'll let me vent. If something's like, okay, clearly she just needs to vent right now. She doesn't really She's not really upset with her friends or whatever, but she just wants to be like, ugh, that was annoying because he's a safe space I can do that with. But I think at the end of the day, he's someone who would like advocate for my friends, especially if they, if he really knows who they are, where it's like, okay, yeah. Yes, Quinn, we had our, we had our moment, like you got to rant about that and I see how that could have been hurtful and whatever, but you know, this is your friend that you want to support at the end of the day. So let's kind of think twice about making a big decision like that. And wouldn't be, he wouldn't just be like, oh, mm, they made a bad decision. I'm uncomfortable. Fire them from working yeah. for me, be, you know? That's also what I was thinking is I think it's so important to be able to be like feeling safe and comfortable, especially this project is designing her or their home so when it's your space you it's really want that recording studio okay i didn't know if it was like chriselle and g's home together or if it's just their studio but no it's just um, g's studio gotcha in any case i just think that sometimes in the name of 
protecting your peace and setting boundaries that people can be really quick to just be like, no, that person like doesn't work for me and they're not a safe space. And I think we have to be really careful because there are times that that's an appropriate response. And if that's what you're choosing to do, you just have to feel good about that at the end of the day. But I also think that we need to be able to resolve conflict and to understand that just because one strike happens with something doesn't mean like you're someone that I just can't be comfortable around clearly because you're going to make me feel bad. Um, I've made Quinn feel bad hundreds of times in her life, if not more. It's like we obviously have gone through things where we have not treated each other perfectly or been the like safest place for each other and that doesn't mean that i'm just like well you broke my trust so you're not allowed in my circle anymore i think that when we're so quick to do that we're really hurting ourselves and we're not allowing for emotional intelligence to grow you make mistakes and we hurt people that we care about i would definitely say i have hurt the people i care about in way more serious ways than the people that I don't. <laughs> that just you yeah. that happens with the people that are in your life that you love that we lash out. And I'm not saying it's okay to like constantly be hurtful to someone or not be considerate of someone else's feelings, but I definitely do think that it's important to be able to come back from those moments and not everyone can be like a safe space for you but also if you're just saying that if you have made me uncomfortable or my partner uncomfortable you just can't be a part of our lives because we need to be like i need to feel safe at all times it's just it's not really the way that i i think that you should live i think we should be able to have grace for other people and understand that you're going to mess up in the future. And it, when you apologize and you genuinely like work towards not repeatedly hurting someone in the same ways, we just got to be able to do that. I think that's part of the, the tension that we're experiencing globally is people being unwilling to compromise and resolve conflict, even if that means meeting someone where they're at once in a while and not just digging your heels in the sand and that was such a theme on this season of selling sunset when i think it was emma but i'm not sure someone was like maybe chelsea too well if you're gonna say that like you have to pick your opinion and stick with it and no matter what like that is your opinion and i do not like people that switch sides and i'm like okay well that's not me at all i don't want to be wishy-washy or like two-faced where i'll say one thing to you and one thing to you one thing to you whenever it serves me but if i say no this is my opinion and that's where i stand and then quinn you come into the picture and say but this is where i'm coming from and let me explain this to you and i already have my mind made up that regardless of what you have to say and what like evidence that you might have to present or the feelings that you're having that I'm like, unfortunately, I just am choosing to be convicted about this. And no matter what comes in front of me, I already said this was my opinion. So I'm not going to waver on that because I just already said that I felt that way. So that's how I'm always going to approach this issue is so ridiculous. Of course, 
that does not make sense i don't think that people should put pressure on their friends to be like well you said that so you have to stick by that forever that's being toxic it's such a better more way like more functional person that can be malleable and be like oh yeah i actually think i might have been wrong on that one i can see where you're coming from i'm sorry that i came at you like that yeah it just seems silly to disregard nuance in life and in situations and to just be rigid knowing that you don't fully understand everything that happens to everyone and everything someone says and you can that is not to say you can't have boundaries or be upset or anything but to just be like nope this is my opinion and i'm sticking to it is like okay well you might miss out on a lot of good things in life and a lot of ease and just life is so much ebb and flow it just seems very unintuitive to be someone with just a hard shell that makes up their mind quickly when i feel like the only way to like happily go through life is by having an openness and an open heart and be being willing to acknowledge nuance and change and to be able to discover things about yourself and others and have an open mind and a open heart but obviously that's not what's selling big on reality tv so i guess we also have to acknowledge that they are these characters you know and have to kind of the to make money and keep doing this show there clearly has to be drama can you imagine if next season everyone's just so emotionally intelligent and just in tune and like forgiving of each other and just giving each other grace it would be like oh what happened to selling sunset (laughs) i personally would love i don't know i guess i can't say until i see it but if there was a show of actually like healthy women friendships showing sick beautiful houses that were all encouraging each other to like be the best in their business they could be and then having fun and taking vacations i'm like what's so wrong with that i would love that no it would work great for me that's for sure but i think the majority of reality tv consumers like always say they love the drama and i guess we have to to an extent to be people who are consuming that but i love it's like why we love the show down for love and love on the spectrum because we're like oh just genuine fun kind people that are just like learning you know okay i i love that that is wholesome a little follow-up for you yes that is our second olipop asmr of the show and guess what just rolled in is a seasonal flavor apple crisp oh shoot crisp apple crisp apple yummy yummy (sighs) that is actually quite your first try of that one yes nice i saved it yeah that's for the show it's to cute give packaging. my review 
it's really cute it has little um snow-capped buildings on it which brings me to the thing that has brightened up my sometimes difficult week this week is that holiday products are starting to hit the shelves and going through the grocery store was so fun but also took me an incredible amount of restraint because there's all of these cute seasonal items coming out and i just knew you would relate to this quinn but that first box of candy cane lane feeling of the season I got the Trader Joe's brand, so I'm pretty sure it's called like candy cane green tea, but ooh, that is nostalgia in a cup for me. So yummy. It cracked me up because last year I bought extra candy cane tea from Trader Joe's and I just am finishing that last box because I all year was like, Quinn, savor it, like savor it. And I'm like, Okay, I should have just used it like sooner and then I would have had a little break until it came back around. But equally as special to me, and I know that, you know, people have a lot of feelings about Christmas and the holiday time being a time for big business and consumerism. But I'm not saying, you know, try every new product on the shelves or buy cheap things made of plastic that you're not going to use, but I think we can appreciate, you know, we, we have to be consumers to a major degree, unless you're fully, you know, living on the land and homesteading, there's a degree which you just are going to be a consumer in this society. And I am able to love and appreciate the joy of having something that is cute and was well thought out and is fun and delicious like the peppermint jojos which are trader joe's like oreos dipped in dark chocolate and sprinkled with crushed candy cane i just simply cannot they're so good Yummy. I haven't tried that one, but I have had their just plain peppermint JoJo's where it's basically like the Oreo, but with, I think, candy cane pieces on the inside and the cream. And I definitely will have a box of those. I'm just trying to pace myself through these weeks as everything is rolling out and not be like, oh, I'm at the store and I'm so excited. So I buy everything. So this week I got the candy cane lane tea and then maybe next one I'll try something different, but I'm just starting to catch that holiday cheer. And I don't know if you've seen the thing that's been going around. That's like, if you watch one, harry potter movie a week or i think they say like a per weekend then it'll be new year's eve when you finish up so i did watch yesterday um the first harry potter and that is always a kind Aww. of seasonal movie for me too because i they have such magical christmas vibes at hogwarts yes they do that's really fun yeah i thought it said like then at christmas you'll be at christmas or something um but i am so in the mood too and in the season and i'm not trying to push it down anyone's throat but for me personally 
just celebrating after Thanksgiving isn't isn't enough for me. I like to have the full, I like f- two full months to be really in the holiday season and for us personally, like a Christmas vibe. And that is, you know, anything to keep us happy and positive and keep us going in life in general. And especially Seriously. during these dark times. That's what but I was going to say. When the sun is setting at 5 p.m. and we are nowhere near the solstice, I'm like, I'm going to do what I got to do. And if it is the Christmas spirit, how is that hurting anyone else? If it's being merry and bright, I think that's just about the best thing I could offer to you. I'm not being Scrooge. I will say Roger does not appreciate the yard blow-ups. There are a few places, a few houses on our walk that they have the blow-up snow globes or Santa or something already out. One person does have a turkey, and he does not trust those one bit. Yeah, I can see how that would be very confusing for just a little dog. But that's not, you know... I think that we should keep talking about our, you know, more minimal holiday and Christmas and some things that we can do to save money and be kind to the planet. Like for decorations, remember, there's so much we can do that's natural. And I don't want you to feel guilty because I get that you know, it can be hard to make time to DIY stuff, but maybe pick and choose. Maybe there's one or two things you can DIY instead of buying if you usually buy and, you know, go into the little woods and, you know, check the laws, make sure it's okay, but you can cut off some really pretty tree branches on a tree that's really dense in a cluster. So it's not damaging it at all and just cut off a couple cool branches and you know fill a bowl full of pine cones that that you collected or something fun like that that's cheap and literally is bringing you joy while you're out there doing it spending time in nature too yeah i also think those are the best my personal flavor of decorations those are my favorite like finding pine cones big pine cones and making just a little tablescape with those and some candles is delightful and it's all you need and the decorations that you do purchase if you choose to do that just save and use year after year it's better for the budget and better for the planet and you can just have one little like rubbermaid that is your christmas stuff and bring that out and it'll be nostalgic to get to use that stuff again and again um but i personally am a big fan of cut out snowflakes let's return to our childhood arts and crafts days and make some fun diy i would also love to go online and learn how to do the really cool fancy ones some people can make crazy dainty intricate designs i'm i'm less advanced myself as it stands (laughs) yeah no mine were always like oh what was that supposed to be i'm like "Mm, just had a pair of scissors just cutting random shapes not sure but 
That is so fun and such a fun way to have a little night with some, you know, friends and just set up something cute. Even if you don't have a lot of space, you can totally do like just throw a little blanket on the floor and pop some homemade popcorn and do a fun little seasoning bar with some, you know, we did this recently. Like you can have some Parmesan cheese, some nutritional yeast out, like a fun little flavoring blend from Trader Joe's that doesn't cost a lot. Like I, one, I have the green goddess shaker that is so yummy and doing something like that to have people over and cut little snowflakes would be so fun. And you can even go one step further and cut snowflakes from something like old mail that you're going to throw away and do not need. And then be honestly, that's kind of a cool vibe too, with like having the text on there. And then we're not even using fresh paper. Or cute magazines are always fun and you can do collages like you could make some collaged Christmas cards to send to people, especially if you could find some like vintage magazines. Think how cute with like a vintage skier and getting to do that would be also a great activity to add to the mix. That would be so cute. And also, you know, with the new inspired by the new mean girls that's coming out i have no idea when it's coming out but like how they have the letters cut out for burn book like it would be so cute to cut out letters that say happy holidays or something like that and just feels like you can have a fun night and get it all taken care of being low on a budget and that is even to me like that's even a great gift and you don't have to gift everyone in your life doing something homemade like taking the time to collage and write like something sentimental or even on there putting like this is one ticket for a coffee date or something i think that's really sweet and it it could be fun to pin up on their little bulletin board for the season you know something like that Definitely. Um, I didn't know there was a new Mean Girls coming out. Oh, really? Yeah, just I'm only hearing this now. Um, But I I do like that. Also, it, it could be either Mean Girls aesthetic or serial killer vibes, depending on if you have a friend that's already mourning the loss of spooky season, you can let them know that it's not over yet it's nightmare before christmas situation (laughs) yeah they can feel included um but well right i wanted to check in on how how our goals and stuff are going because i know we both ended up having a little bit of a mm, i guess you could say tumultuous week we had a lot going on yeah definitely um I would say there was some progress made towards my goals, but it wasn't the momentum that I was hoping we were going to roll through with. But I think that I was talking to Quinn about this the other day. Sometimes showing up is the best you can do. And I always would love to be my full top version of myself that's how i prefer to show up for things but 
sometimes showing up is showing up and I did what I needed to do this week. I didn't feel that it was an above and beyond situation and I wasn't super intrinsically motivated, but sometimes the best you can give your 100% for the day is not always going to look the same. And we have to be giving ourselves a grace for that. And just because you had a bad day doesn't mean you're going to have a bad week or just because you had a bad moment doesn't mean you had a bad day. So I was trying to remember that even when I was like, ugh, this is just bothering me that I haven't been as on the train as I wanted to be. I'm still making steps in that direction. So that's kind of where I fall today. How about you? Yeah, well, you know, we did choose a particularly tricky time, in my opinion, with the darkness outside, because to me, that is totally like, when it's dark in the evening, it is hard to keep the motivation to keep going. And I also think we need to let ourselves be intuitive and listen to when we need rest, because I just think the winter is a season to give ourselves, you know, we can't put our lives on hold, but I think that we do deserve some extra rest. Like my body just naturally feels like, okay, I need to slow down a little bit. Like it's not sustainable for me to be full steam ahead 365 days of the year. So I'm trying to let myself just be okay with, oh, you know, we are working toward this goal, but it might not look how sometimes my goals in the summertime look when I am ready and it's like bright all day and I feel super motivated to make movement and take big steps. So I would just encourage you if you are, you know, working on goal setting and achieving with us to just revisit your goal or if you didn't get around to it last week to make that goal take the 10 or 15 minutes today when you, you know, maybe when you get home before you cook dinner to just write down some, some potentials for that goal. And even if you don't feel like you can start it tomorrow, maybe this week is a week of really getting clear on what that goal is going to be and continuing to write out those, you know, specifics that like we talked about in our last episode, um, because I don't think it's fair to also just give up on a goal just because this week might not have been the week where we fully attacked that. But I'm going to spend some more time in my journal again, just revisiting, looking back at those, you know, prompts and details that I kind of set up for myself. And I will say a couple things that have helped me toward it is at night, just fully turning off my phone, like literally turning it off and putting it in the other room. And I will plug it in and just tell myself, I'm not turning this on until morning again. Like I checked everything I needed to. It's off until I get up in the morning. So that has been really helpful for me to stick on my bedtime routine schedule. And then I have been really successful when I've been scheduling out my days with my productivity planner and just mapping out for me. When I do this, I make the decisions pulling from my big master list. Like we've talked about that has like 
all of the things that I could do, whether it's watering the plants, I need to strip my bed, I need to um, call this friend, whatever it is, I will look at that list and pull a couple of things that I can do into my schedule for the day. And then it's nice to know you're chipping away at something bigger, but when the time arrives, you don't have to make a decision of, whoa, there are so many things I could do. What am I going to do? And you already made the decision, so you know what to move into next. That It really has been helping me, so I'm feeling really good about that. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah, that's good advice. And we talked a lot about setting ourselves up for success, but sometimes we do things because not because they're necessarily lending themselves to accomplishing our goals, but they just work ourselves or their way into our schedule. And it's important to have flexibility for that as well. But we had two back-to-back social nights this week, which with the way my battery needs to recharge is already hard, but they were also both evening going into night situations so I didn't get to be meeting my bedtime and then the trickle down of that is I didn't get as much sleep as I prefer to get and then it was two nights in a row and that really not saying that's why I'm sick but I'm not saying that that helped because I need my bed I just know that when I'm not getting enough sleep I'm not gonna wake up firing on the same cylinders as I would have so then having it be back to back and also both were situations where I was meeting completely new people like people that were completely new to me which for some people that doesn't take extra from them for me it it really does and I think that was just hard and made me feel a little bit derailed because even though it's fun and it's a good thing to go out and socialize I was like mama just needs to pace herself differently with these things and you're i'm not super compatible with my partner in that sense because that takes a lot of a different energy for him so sometimes we make compromises and that's okay but there are also sometimes repercussions to those consequences so i'm living with that right now but ultimately again i think that can be hard when you feel like something was derailed early on like okay this is week one so now i feel like unsuccessful because if i can't do it now then i can't see through something for 12 weeks but luckily that's not how i'm feeling i know that i can come back from something and that that doesn't mean okay i'm just gonna drop it like you said but i know that impulse can definitely be there or it can be there if you're doing like a month of sobriety and three days in you go to a social thing and you break that and then you feel like it's over for you and i just don't think we have to catastrophize and make that be the case you can always start fresh yeah and you know we also acknowledged like we don't have a break in life like life keeps on moving so if you need to be like you know what i'm starting this as week one which i think that's what i'm going to do because my week just ended up being you know i do have a full-time job where that has to take priority because there are 
you know, serious. It entails a very, very serious um, result. So I am always going to be putting my clients first, no matter what, with the way my work is. So for me, I just know like this week, it was kind of a little bit out of my control the way my days ended up going. But there, of course, I had an aspect of control. And the aspect I had was, you know what, I'm going to kind of officially have my goal starting date be a week later, because that's what's going to set me up the best for succeeding in this current week. So if you have to, you know, kind of rearrange your goal, that's okay, too. But I just want everyone to feel like excited and proud of themselves and also okay knowing that, um, you know, life just keeps happening and it's it continues to roll out and there's a lot of heaviness in maybe your personal life or definitely in the world right now. So let's be giving ourselves a pat on the back for moving through things as well as we've been able to and just feel like we can have that re-up and stay hydrated with water and try to get the best sleeps we can get to really help with, you know, preventing a little cold coming on or in Riley's case to try to help get better. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Quinn. That's inspiring me. I might not sound the most inspired, but I'm taking taking a down day, but doing the tasks that I have had written down that can be accomplished on a low energy day. So I still get to feel like I'm making progress and being productive, even if it's not the the things that are going to require a little bit more of me. So I think that's nice too. It's totally great to give yourself a full rest day where you don't have that going on. But for me, sometimes then I feel like, oh, just coming off the weekend and then I didn't get anything done yesterday. And it makes me feel like the week is getting away from me. So I like to see if there's something that is just small, a couple things that I can get done today. So I still am moving forward with what I have going on. But I, I think that I haven't really done the full big plan like we talked about that's a more drawn out and scheduled aspect of the goal setting so it's totally a good idea and valid to just be like okay i i had this week and i thought about my goals and i knew what i was kind of headed towards but now i got to get a little clear on them and i can do the more like regimented actual like instilling this plan as it goes on so thank you quinn and thank you for recording this with me you didn't see from behind the scenes Quinn and I had to push back what we were doing a couple days because of said things that came up in our week unexpectedly so you're getting this absolutely fresh episode coming out recording one day coming out the next so you get to um, find out in real time if this cold is something that's going to evolve into a more serious illness or if tomorrow when we post, I'm like, nah, I'm back, baby. (laughs) Yeah, we're putting out that energy toward just a very short-lived quick thing and you, you getting back to feeling like your best self. But 
Thank you all for having this little catch-up session with us. Sometimes it's nice, as you know, our main our main thing is just having a little chat. So it's nice to just talk about some different things we've been thinking about. And I hope that everyone gets to enjoy their week. Try to just be be proud of yourself this season where, you know, we can get those little bit of winter blues or for some people it's more serious. Just give give yourself that warm hug and try to put that love in the air knowing, you know, hopefully we're all trying our best and putting our best feet forward and um you deserve to be your biggest cheerleader and ch- cheer yourself on like give yourself a big hug and a pat on the back. I'm doing it toward all of you just giving you that love and um thank you for the love on the podcast as always we appreciate you guys and we will talk to you next week i love that quinn thank you talk to you next week bye buddy okay bye Bye.